But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. This is the Weekly Wire, brought to you by Christus Rex, a member of the Stoic Christian Affiliates. Hey everyone, this is C.G. Billiot. Here's the Weekly Wire for the final week of January 2023. Starting with our top headline, Opium cultivation surges since Myanmar military seized power, according to the UN. This, is, this was reported last Thursday uh, by Al Jazeera, so here we go. Opium poppy cultivation has surged in Myanmar since the military seized power in 2021, reversing a steady decline that was seen in the illicit crop between 2014 and 2020, according to the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime. Now, for the rest of this article, I'm, I'm not going to refer to it as Myanmar. I'm going to refer to it as Burma. Uh, I'll explain more at the end, but basically having missionary friends that are there and having done extensive research in my undergrad on, on Burma, no one there really refers to it as Myanmar. The, the state proclaims itself as such, but anyway, we'll say that to the end. Anyway, Burma saw a 33% increase in opium poppy cultivation and an 88% increase in the potential opium yield in 2022. According to the data collected by the UNODC during the first full opium growing season since the military seizure of power in February of 2021. In numbers, that equates to slightly more than 99,000 acres of poppy cultivated last year in Myanmar with a possible yield of 790 metric tons of opium, the highly addictive narcotic that can be processed to make heroin, according to the UN agency. It, it can be used for all kinds. Of, it can be ingested. It can be smoked. Um, and, of course, heroin, you eventually jab into yourself. But anyway, the 2022 results confirm a significant expansion is underway of Myanmar's opium economy, the UNODC said in a statement to accompany the publication of the Myanmar Opium Survey of 2022. A perfect storm of economic, security, and governance disruptions following the military's takeover of Myanmar have converged to create the current conditions in which opium cultivation is growing, said the regional representative Jeremy Douglas. Farmers in remote Often conflict-prone areas in the northern Shan and border states have little option but to move back to opium. The Golden Triangle, a jungle territory where the borderlands of Thailand, Laos, and Burma meet, have long been a lucrative hub for illegal drug trade, and the trend in Burma indicates that the region now appears to be reconnecting to global market in narcotics, according to the UN. According to the UN survey, the increase in opium cultivation has taken place in tangent with the production of synthetic drugs in Burma, which have continued to expand, quote, with the drug economy in the country and surrounding regions generating substantial profits. Gracious. It, it goes on and on, um, but this, uh, this article is actually longer than I thought it would be. Here's the bottom line, because you might be thinking to yourself, why on God's green earth like, am I sitting over here telling you about this little southeastern a Southeast Asian country called Burma slash Myanmar. Well, of course we're uh, we're convicted of the truth that all 
all people are made in the image of God uh, and, and surely are convinced that the world needs to be discipled. Now, there are plenty of disciples of Christ in Burma, thanks to the long uh, enduring missionary efforts of many. But in particular, if you have not heard of the organization Free Burma Rangers, founded by Dave Eubank, I would highly, highly encourage, couldn't recommend enough uh, that you either read his book uh, or you uh, watch the documentary Free Burma Rangers. It'll really open your eyes to the insanity of what's been going on uh, in Burma for the last 70 years. 70 years, no kidding, of civil war and strife. Uh, it'll be very, very informative, I promise you, and actually give you a lot of hope for all the ways in which the church can aid in these poverty and war-stricken countries. But at any rate, with respect to why this matters for Americans, why this matters, that's why it matters for Christians, but why it matters for uh, Americans is this. is uh, Part of my undergrad work, I ended up doing two larger uh, pieces on Burma. The first one was with respect to identifying various flaws in the UN. Uh, it's another bureaucratic organization, which is another thing as a Christian you ought to be concerned with any bureaucracy of any kind. But the re- one of the reasons why the UN is so um, unhelpful in particular is with respect to how the structure is regarding the UN Security Council, the UNSC. Essentially, there are five permanent members and then a rotating seat, uh, well, a rotating set of seats, that is, of, of 10 other nations that uh, every so often rotate. But the five permanent members all have veto power. So when various resolutions are brought forth, any one of those five can veto a resolution and bada bing, bada boom, what is a global concern could be thrown out the window. So uh, Burma has been has made uh, infamous headlines for the last you know several decades, largely with respect to the Rohingya genocide or uh, again its involvement in global drug trade. Um, basically, the, the reason why this applies, why, why things like this matter for Americans, and what my work was focusing on, is how uh, whether it's the proliferation of their drug trade. Um, or other horrible things happening to their own people, it's coming off of the financial decisions, the economic decisions, the military decisions made by the the state of Myanmar, its officials, and its trade with China and Russia. So what a lot of Americans don't know is that uh, pretty much their entire military arsenal and its various forms uh, consists of Chinese and Russian arms. Uh, China is more than happy to continue, since they're a border nation, to... Uh, Burma. They're more than happy to continue all kinds of economic and military trade between the two, especially as China seeks to expand its basically its New Silk Road, its Belt and Road Initiative. Um, and again, they've supplied the state with arms, and in return, the state provides all kinds of things, whether it's logistics, uh, the availability of roads into the country, or wait for it, drug trade. Uh, so we have that as a foreign affairs interest as Americans, but also on the domestic front. If anyone's been keeping up the news in the last five seconds, you know that we have an incredible uh, fentanyl epidemic sweeping across the nation right now, uh, which one could expect uh, would in, would incur uh, more stringent lockdowns in states from various agencies, in particular organizations like the DEA on the federal level. When that happens, mark my words, you heard it here first, uh, you'll start to see all kinds of other illicit drugs and opioids start popping back on the market and they're going to make headlines because they're just as destructive 
and watch opium be one of them. Why would I say that? Well, where does a lot of our fentanyl come from? It doesn't just come from the southern, the southern border, friends. It comes from, wait for it, China. But anyway, I've gone on too long. Be praying for the folks in Burma, uh, the Ubake family in particular, in the organization Free Burma Rangers, all the believers there, and that that nation in particular will as well be discipled under the name of Jesus Christ. Blast from, from the past. So we're going to jump. It's this part of the show where we jump into the Christian Almanac and see what day of the week really stood out. And I couldn't help it. It was the very first day. So it was Monday because that's where we start the week for the show. Um, and I couldn't help it because of this, this very first entry. So in 1732, France extended its colonial position to the New World as Louisiana became a royal province. Now, I chose I, I had to go with this page because I grew up in Louisiana. Uh, all through pretty much elementary, middle, and high school. So, had a, and it's where my, my dad and his family's all from. So, couldn't help but pick that one. But moving on with some other dates 1789, Georgetown University was established in present day Washington, D.C. If you've never been to the campus, it's absolutely gorgeous. Kind of funny, though, to like put yourself, you know, in that era. Washington was still alive. So, um, you know, that'd be like for you MacArthurites out there in California who absolutely love John MacArthur. If y'all named a town after him, it'd be a little weird if he was still alive. I don't know. Just can't imagine it. If you know anything about Washington, too, he uh, was a little bit of a egomaniac, but that's, I'll have to do that. I'll just talk about that in another episode. 1899, Pope Leo XIII sent a, formal letter, a formal letter to James Cardinal Gibbons, Archbishop of Baltimore, and the senior hierarch of the Catholic Church in America. And I'll save you all the details, but basically the gist of the letter, which was titled the Testum Bene Benevolentiae, uh, condemned secularist tendencies, flagrant materialism, and a uh, degradation of religious vows with any attempt to adapt the church's traditional teaching to conform the needs of the modern world. In other words, the Catholic Church was starting to see the rise of secular tendencies in America and called it out. And man... You certainly wouldn't hear that from today's Pope, uh, but we could probably use a, a handful of strongly worded letters like that from Christian officials all over the world. So please, uh, if more of you guys could scold us today like you did then, it probably could go a long way. 1920, the Dutch government refused demands from the victorious allies to hand over the exiled Kaiser of Germany. That one says me just because I think it's funny. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I just, another... Humorous situation, I like to think. 1932, New York Governor uh, FDR, so Franklin D Delano Roosevelt, announced his candidacy for the Democratic presidential nomination. Now, of course, we all know uh, FDR went on to have an incredible influence on America, an influence that's lasted until the present day. 1950, the Israeli Knesset, so their parliament or Congress, approved a resolution proclaiming Jerusalem the capital of Israel. Spicy. 1971, the lowest recorded temperature in the United States, 80 degrees below zero, occurred at Prospect Creek, Alaska. Now, this is only the third episode of the show. I really hope that somebody from Alaska reaches out and uh, maybe even from there, from that part of the state, and confirms that that's, that's otherworldly cold. But anyway, 1972, President Nixon announced an, that an accord had been reached to end the Vietnam War. Pretty big stuff. Gracious. That was all from January 23rd through all those years. So last Monday, you know, who would have known? Well, anyway, 
that's all for the Christian Almanac. Sorry for you folks if you're uh, reading on the blog itself. This was all too much to type. So I, I put the link to get the book on Amazon. Recommend it to all you guys. It's a huge aid in the uh, in self-education for the common believer, for discipleship, all kinds of other practical purposes. But anyway, let's move on to an update on the Christus Rex blog. But first, a quick ad. Reconstructionist Radio is a reform network that includes a catalog of audiobooks, narrated articles, lectures, podcasts, music, and more. All content emphasizes practical applications of biblical principles meant to encourage the body of Christ to work for the advancement of his kingdom. Everything is free, available to stream online and in their forthcoming mobile app or in PDF form. Put their resources to use or support this ministry at reconstructionistradio.com or check the show notes below for more. Blog and other platforms. All right, so hashtag abandoned Dispy. The campaign ended yesterday. Oh, at least as far as this stage of it is concerned. So this will be surely a continuing conversation in the days ahead for the American church, for the church at large. Uh, but as it stands, I mean, I'm pretty convinced that this is this is an issue, a set of doctrines that we're going to really need to figure out as soon as possible because the pagan world is not giving us uh, any other option. But anyway, God has really blessed us. Plenty of conversation was had, and interestingly enough, as the challenge went on, more and more accounts participated with memes, text posts, and videos. Uh, the hashtag, I will say, probably has well over 100 posts now. Uh, but I don't know, I should probably, probably should have checked that for this. <laughs> if we are convinced that these kind of things matter, we must proceed. It is our duty and obligation before God to act as he calls us. This campaign, by God's grace, brought about the mobilization, the unification, and the proliferation of the aforementioned post-militia. What is the post-militia? Well, that's a question we're continuing to answer for ourselves, but as it stands, the post-militia is a confederation of Instagram accounts which confesses the kingdom of Christ right now. We want to be a group of profiles which does far more than just post informational material, arguments, or memes. We want to convict the Church of Christ into living ministry and an authentic witness before the world as we know it. Stand by for more unified content from us and all kinds of projects going forward. Tell a friend, share a post, and prepare your arrows for the kingdom's, the kingdom's advanced. So, uh, again, if you've been following the Instagram account, you know the other accounts in the Confederation are at Post Militant. He pretty much started it just by his example. Uh, at Peter Trumbo, an absolute beast. The, the dude can argue a, uh, a wall into moving its place. Uh, Spare No Arrows. Um, Stoic Christian and at Puritan Memes. Uh, that all sounds silly and funny to say out loud, but nonetheless, go to our Instagram page, at, Christus, uh, at rex.christus underscore, and they're tagged over and over and over again, uh, particularly this month. It was almost every other thing I was doing they were getting tagged in. So anyway, moving on. Many lessons from Joseph part one. All right, so sorry, everybody. I know I promised last week that we would try to get this done this week. It was crazy and busy, but also another project came up, so stand by for that. But uh, yeah, as, as I expected, I did not find the time this week to finish the project, but stand by. I believe it will be worth your wait. Don't know what we're talking about? 
the Many Lessons from Joseph series is going to focus on the rich biblical theology and typology that's shown forth from Genesis 37 to 50. Essentially, we have Joseph, the promised seed, as Lord over the world. We see God sovereignly ordaining this position despite incredible affliction and using it for the benefit of his people. God unapologetically has stirred the entire world for his people. Nations have suffered. People have suffered. Nations have thrived. People have lived. All on account of his people, on account of his ruler, Joseph. The gospel correlations speak for themselves. If you're as excited as I am to explore these passages together, then stand by. We're hoping to drop this as soon as possible. If all that sounds familiar, it's just because I literally copied and pasted it from last week's show. Um, so I apologize. I promise we're working on it. But the reason why there was a hiccup, aside from just busyness and a full-time job, uh, I'm just going to sneak this in here. I'm working on a project for the Post Militia that's going to feature us as an open letter. So anyone and everyone can see it. The only hints I can give now is that the letter is going to be concerned with the launch of a ministry or a movement towards the destruction of one of society's most harmful institutions. The letter will be a calling for repentance and action from families, churches, and civil magistrates. So stay tuned. All right, Q&A. As we close out the uh, what's going on with the blog section, I wanted to remind you folks of the Q&A uh, feature available to you Spotify listeners. Of course, you can always contact us on Instagram or through the blog, uh, the blog site, but on Spotify, you can send questions in as you, les uh, as you listen. So I'm bringing all this up because one of you last week dropped a question on the last episode, something to the effect of, quote, when are you going to do an episode on the Federal Vision? All right, I'll be brief. So some of you have no idea what Federal Vision is, uh, in which case I tell you, don't Google it, DM me first. Uh, some of you are absolutely convinced it's heresy, uh, but you're not absolutely sure why or why not. In the same case, DM me, all right? And the smallest numbers of you who have never had a problem with Federal Vision, hang in there, it's tough for us out there. So that's all I'll say for now, unless more folks reach out and say they want the episode. So if you, if you want me to do uh, an extended show or discussion on Federal Vision, uh, hey, let me know. Otherwise, uh, <laughs> otherwise, it's just a niche thing that a lot of folks care less about, but we'll see. I don't know why y'all would want to hear from me on the subject, considering there are far more qualified theologians at your disposal, but hey, that's up to you. In the meantime, the purpose of this section is to encourage you all to reach out and leave your questions and requests to us over here at Christus Rex. So whoever sent in that question specifically, all I can say is, get more people interested, and demand that we do an episode on it. And that's going to do it for this Weekly Wire. It's time for the Weekly Word. The verses today remind us of the prominent objectives of the Incarnation. What was God doing coming into the world in the person of Jesus Christ? According to Gabriel, to be called the Son of God and to reign on David's throne forever and ever. Let's not skip over that. We know of the incredible value, the infinite value that is the deity of Christ as a doctrine to the Christian faith. Any denial of this is heresy. Christ claimed to be one with the Father. He proved to be one with the Father. Any undermining of this truth is damnable. Yet, do we as ardently defend his crown rights as king? There is no king without kingdom, and yet thousands upon thousands of professing, baptized believers live as if he is not reigning. Even worse, they argue that he is not reigning. 
To minimize his lordship to merely a spiritual reality is to embrace a kind of Gnosticism that the church has opposed for centuries. Did Christ physically come into the world or just spiritually? Did he physically die on the cross or just spiritually? Does he physically reign over us, over the world, or just spiritually? We all know the answers to these questions. He physically came. He physically died. He physically reigns now. Don't be Gnostic, denying the material nature of the world or of our Christ. Be a Christian. Proclaim the crown rights of Christ. We're not telling the world to vote for Jesus. We're telling the world to submit to Jesus because he is the king. Remember the promises made to Mary. Remember the promises made throughout scripture. Get to work in his everlasting kingdom. Wherever you find yourself and whatever you find yourself doing, remember nothing is wasted in faith. Faith in Jesus Christ. Sin is dead, death is next, and Ave Christus Rex. Brothers in Christ, here's a quick word from the Stoic Christian Affiliates. Are you tired of struggling on your own to set goals and maintain accountability? Are you looking for a group of men who could push you in sanctification towards Christ our Lord daily? Do you want to learn from their wisdom, practice their techniques, and develop your own? If so, it's time to join the Stoic Christian Fellowship, where men are trained to become men of God. Click the link below, go to stoicchristian.com backslash fellowship backslash, or click the stoic links on the Christus Rex blog page under the learn more tab.